Hey everybody, welcome today to the Third Deck Lounge podcast. Today's guest is going to be uh, anonymous, but uh, wanted to come on to the show and talk with us today about uh, going from the Marine Corps to the Army and just like what he was doing and what he's doing now and how he started to do it. And uh, welcome to the show, man. Hey brother, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, dude, absolutely, man. So what made you uh want to go from being in the marine corps to the army as opposed to just like getting out uh so for me i wanted to go uh special operations um and then i like not that great in water so like marsoc wasn't that that ideal for me um and then i like the mission set of the green braves better and then also during my first ITX, when I was boot, we had some seventh group guys uh, that were SF come out and train with us for a week. So that was like my first introduction to like the Green Berets. And, and I just like really looked up to those guys. They're all like all like pretty salty, but like just super down to earth, like the chillest guys I ever met. Um, and that, yeah, that, that, that was like my first like exposure to that. And so then like that, that kind of like started that, that desire um so yeah that's where it all kind of like started off at that's super cool man so um i get how did you go about doing that like i don't even know where you'd even really start uh so the process for that i i was in on 31st meal you know just just loving the ok 500 um and then one of my uh guys in my section uh, I was talking about how, how his brother had just gone a selection. Um, and then he was talking about how like his brother said that there were some Marines there too. So I was like, Oh no way. I, so I literally just Googled it, went to the like SF recruiting website and then saw that there was like inner service tran- like transfer uh, possibilities. So I was just like, fuck it. I, I just emailed the recruiter and then he sent me back all the paperwork. And I was like, Oh shit, this is real. Like this can actually happen. So then I just, it was just a process of like, just see how far I can take this. I, in all reality, when I started it, I don't, I didn't think it actually work out just cause like Marine Corps and paperwork. Um, I didn't expect it to really work for me, but I was just like, I'm just going to like try, I'm just going to send it. Um, and then, yeah. So did, did it have to get like approved by anybody in the command or was it just like, it was just kind of like this is happening. Yeah, so so, so there's two ways you can go about uh, go about going uh, special forces if you're um, a marine. So the harder way is if you want to stay active, uh, you have to get a conditional release from the Marine Corps. And the much easier way is if you want to do the the Marine to Guard program. If you want to go National Guard SF. Um, so at, for active duty, you have to get a conditional release signed off by headquarters Marine Corps. Um, so you'll, you'll get all that paperwork from your recruiter. Also a big key to this whole process is don't go talk to like your normal recruiter off base or whatever. You, you have to contact a special operations recruiter. Um, and those can all be found on, like, on, on their website. You can literally just, uh, Google, like, like how to go oh, green berets, um, and a search transfer, something like that. And that'll like bring it up to the website. Um, so you, you get a, uh, DD-368, which is like a request for inter-service transfer, that goes all the way up to headquarters Marine Corps in Quantico. And depending, like, 
how fast or slow it goes, that can take like upwards of like six months to a year. For me personally, it took a year. That's just my my recruiter hadn't worked with the Marine before, so we did some of the paperwork wrong, so that slowed down my process. But in all reality, if it's if done right, it'll probably take you about six months to do that. So if you want to stay active, you have to start the process. I would advise at least a year and a half out from when you get out. Um, but if you want to go National Guard SF, that is a way easier route um, because you don't have to get the conditional release. All you have to do is your SF physical, which is just like a really like detailed physical. Um, and that, the physical probably takes like two, three weeks to get, depending on, on your corpsman, like how helpful they are. Um, but if you want to go the Marine to Guard program, you just you go talk to the Marine to Guard uh, liaison on your base. Um, so on Camp Pendleton, uh, Sergeant Hall, which he, he was actually the one that started the process for Marines to be able to go without having to get the conditional release. So that makes the process 10 times easier. Just do a physical volunteer statement and they'll give you a spot for selection. Um, so that that's a, the easier route if you're trying to go National Guard. Um, but for me, I wanted to go active. So I, I had like hammer through the year of paperwork in order for that to happen. That's insane. So the whole thing took like roughly a year? Uh, yeah, it was 13 months for me from like when I emailed my recruiter to like when I went to selection. Now, now granted, like I started this process in the middle of the 31st Mew. So like, you know, like we went back on ship for a little bit. So, you know, so there was like some dead, dead spaces in there too, of like doing other things. Um, but yeah, it took me about a year, but a lot of that was just because my recruiter didn't know how to work with the Marine before uh, yet. So that like slowed my process down. Okay. And then what did you, so where are you at now with it? Uh, so right now, I like I I've like completed the transfer. So I'm on Fort Bragg, North Carolina, um, in the Q course, which is for the Army. That's like ITC for Marsoc. Oh, okay. So so you've actually made it past the actual like selection part, and you're doing like the the middle part now. Yes. Uh, so when when you uh. Like when you do the service transfer, you'll go to selection while you're still in the Marine Corps. And then if you don't get selected or, you know, something bad happens, like you come back to the Marine Corps, but like nothing ever happened. There, there's no strings attached to attending selection at all. Uh, so I went to selection um, and there was 14 Marines in my class. We had a couple MARSOC guys. It's mostly recon, snipers, and MARSOC. I was the only like just normal grunt there. Uh, which I think is mostly due just because runs just don't even know if it's an opportunity. Uh, I got super lucky just like hearing about it, but like the really only guys that like know about it are like recon at Marsoc, um, and then some snipers. And now the, those 14, five of us made it through and got selected. Um, but also something to note is, is you don't have to be a grunt uh, to go to selection. Uh, we had an Air Force diesel mechanic that was there, made it through and got selected. So, you know, you can call from all, all different places and, like, you know, make it still work. Yeah, that's insane. So I was going to say, I never, ever heard about anything like that. Yeah, it's just it's definitely just, like, not known in, in the grunt world, uh, which, I, I, you know, I've been trying really hard to recruit all my friends, just try to bring them over here with me. 
Um, but you know, it's a work in progress. Um, but it, it's a great opportunity if, if you want to go special operations, um, just cause with everything slowing down and then, you know, Marsoc, it's, it's still pretty new to the game and it's funding. It is, it still has good funding, but it's not, it's not operating at the same level as the green berets. And then also everyone, everyone right now is trying to switch over to the green berets just cause with how everything's dying down. They're, they're the ones still like going out and getting action just cause their mission set. They just operate in the gray area a lot more. Um, so they're, they stay operational more than everyone else did. Uh, because you know, we have some Marsoc guys in my class had a Navy seal in my class. Like th- there's a lot of like actual operators like switching over the green brace, you know, right now too. Cause it, it's just, it's just a place to be like during peacetime. And for, I guess people who don't really know what's the difference between like Rangers and green berets and like other groups. Absolutely. Uh, so with, with Rangers, a couple things, to, like two things to know, there's Ranger school, which gets you the tab. And then there's Ranger regiment, which is the 75th Ranger regiment, which is, uh, their special operations. And they are, uh, they're like direct action, um, they're like bread and butters, like airfield seizures, but they're like super heavy on the direct actions. Those guys are, are high speed. They, they fucking stack bodies. Um, but it, it's generally like, I would say that's generally kind of a younger man, younger man, man's game. Um, and you're going to still have like the, you know, same environment of it. Just like young, just like, I feel I mean, I, I, I have never been there and I haven't like experienced Ranger Regiment. So I may be like speaking way off, but I feel it's, it's more of like a Chad area. Like we're just like, everyone's just more like super like ego. Um, I don't know, I've only like talked to like one and that was just like one guy uh, that I had like may, may not as great of experience with. So that like shaded my, my view of it just a little bit, but super great guys. They, they do a lot their whole thing is direct action. Um, and then green berets, they're, they're, uh, on 12 man teams. So, so they're, you know, you're on smaller teams. The average age is in, in like late twenties, early thirties. So you're, it's a much older, mature crowd. Um, and then they do a lot more, uh, like by with and through the local population. So they'll, um, they'll be working with like indigenous forces, raising up armies and doing that kind of thing versus just, you know, knocking out doors, stacking bodies, which they still do plenty of that. Um, but they're like, they do a lot more of like with and through indigenous forces, which is like why they're, you know, the only ones doing anything anymore because they're going out training into indigenous forces in places in countries we may or may not be in and then going out and doing shit with them versus like why the whole, direct action scene is dying down. Those guys are just like, you know, not doing as much anymore because they're not getting direct action only deployments. Whereas Green Berets are still going out. Um, you know, they operate a lot in like countries that we're not in, um, you know, doing things behind the scenes and just like changing like other countries. Like if there's like a coup happening and we want one side to end or one side to win, like Green Berets will probably be in there like influencing the way things turn out in other countries but it's just like things we don't know about, we don't see, but they're out there operating. That's all incredibly interesting. And, um, 
So I guess from moving from uh, being in the infantry in the Marine Corps to going into a training um, for for Green Berets, what what's the kind of like I guess what's the day to day like? So the day to day just depends on where you're at in the course. Um, so like, like if you're like away and pick up in the course, you'll just be like, um, in a holding company or yeah, you'll just kind of be in holding. So you just have like formations, generally UPT on your own. And then when you're on a course, whichever course that is for whatever like invoice you have, um, then you'll be like, you'll, you'll be, it'll be run by the cadre for like that portion of the course. So in the green Bray teams, for just being listed, there's four different options you can go. You can be 18 Bravo, which is which is a, a weapon sergeant. So you'll be going to be specializing in like every weapon system that exists. Um, 18 Charlie, which is engineer. So you're going to be focusing on explosives and building, um, engineering and, and construction. 18 Echo, um, your specialty is going to be be comms, and then 18 Delta. Um, and then your that specialty is, is medical, so they'll do like Stockholm, SFMS, which is like advanced like medical schools. Um, so th th there's different options, or like th there's those like four main choices you have uh, as just regular enlisted guy. So you'll do your your MOS portion, uh, whichever you get, uh, whichever you choose, and then like whatever gets assigned to you is kind of like you you do a wish list, but it's kind of like whatever they give you. Uh, so you'll do that, and then you'll finish your MLS portion and then you'll, you'll go throughout, you'll go through the rest of the course, small unit tactics, um, unconventional warfare, all the different, uh, just the, the full spectrum of the, the green Bray training. Um, but, but there's like slightly different paths. If you get uh, medic, that's an additional year of training just cause Stockholm and the uh, other medical training adds a year on, on top. Um, so a lot of guys don't want to do that just cause it adds a, a whole year to the pipeline because generally all other MOSs is about 12 to 13 months um, in the Q course. And then for the medics, that's two years, but it, it gives you a, a lot of like good advantages, you know, on the other side, just having Stockholm and the other, like it, it, it brings you pretty close to being a PA um, and then like sets you up for more success on the outside world. If you want like to go that direction. Right. Yeah. Cause I can, uh, I mean, by that point, you're pretty much, uh, I don't even know, a lot more than, like, a paramedic. Yeah. Yeah, you could definitely, that definitely be a translatable skill. Um, so, you're doing the Q course now, and then what are you doing, what are you, what's next, I guess? Uh, so, uh, go through the Q course, and then, uh, go out to a team, and then you have three, Three years, uh, ob uh, obligated to a team. So, so like your contract you sign with the army depends on your MOS. Uh, you know, you have to do however long you're training, and then plus the time, uh, and then you have to spend three years on a team. So, uh, after I'm done with that, with the Q course, three years on a team, and then I'll go from there. I'll, I'll probably do another contract, uh, I think, but I'm not sure if I'm doing the full twenty or not. Um, but I'll cross that, that road once I, once I get there. Yeah. Yeah. By then I'm sure, uh, sure that'll have uh, been a lot. <laughs> so when, yeah. when you came over, how long of a contract did you have to sign? 
so uh, for me, I just, well, the, my whole process was a little bit different because MEPS was just absolutely retarded. So I, I initially just signed a three, uh, I signed a three-year 11 Bravo contract just to get me in the Army and then ha- had to sign a, an extension once I got here to then uh, uh, complete the time so I have three years on a team after I finish the key course. Um, so my process like was a little different, but that's just because like maps was just being retarded. And, and I just, I just signed a, a three year 11 Bravo. And since I already been in selection, I already had orders to attend the Q course. So there was like no way for them to re- really fuck me over. So then I just had to sign extension once I got here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always hear that like, even when you're going through maps for like a second time, it's still just as like stupid. Yeah, and, and it's honestly like more stupid the second time around, just because you know you're not like you know you're just you know you're you're around a lot of, like just like really retarded seventeen eighteen year olds. Um, so, but you know it's just part of the process. Yeah, and then so I guess what's the how different was it for you uh, going from the Marine Corps to the Army? Like I guess uh, culturally. Um. So the culture. I would say it's different. And then it's also like, you know, just different being in this environment. Cause like, you know, most, most guys are like late twenties, older thirties. It's like much older, more mature crowd. So you're not like dealing with like a lot of like the, like, you know, like we definitely still have fun. You know, we still have a good time, but we're not like doing some like the, like super, just like wild shit either, you know, cause like everyone here has a lot to lose. Um, and the easiest way to get out, get out of the course is like, get in some, some sort of trouble out in town. Um, so, you know, generally people are just more level-headed. We're, we're not into doing as much stupid shit. Um, I, I would say like, that's, you know, just being like a 18 to like 22 year old, like running in the Marine Corps, like we, we did things a lot differently there than we do here just because, you know, most, a lot of guys are married, you know, a lot of guys have kids and then everyone's just uh, lives in more life and they're like past that phase so definitely a good group of guys to be around i definitely enjoy it yeah yeah definitely because yeah that's that's good too because like the whole thing you're trying to get into is you can't really be a fuck up there yeah um no but that was also like one one of the biggest draws for me personally uh to go sf is just because they're like really heavy on like the quality and the character of guys. And like that, that comes in heavy into selection with like pure vows and like, like, you know, with that kind of thing. But, but they do a really good job at like, you know, making sure like the guys that make it through are like, you know, like they're good guys of character. Um, so, you know, it's just a great like environment to be around. Everyone is like, you know, everyone wants to be here. Uh, Cause you know, something that's frustrating in the infantry, which I mean, you know, like trust me i can play in plenty too and like playing it's fair but like everyone i feel like it's just a thing just to like hate the infantry and like hate the marine corps and just like i can't fucking wait till i get out you know like i feel like that's just a big thing it's just like fuck this i can't wait to get out um yeah yeah um can you get peer valved out uh, and, and selection, that's a big thing. Um, in the Q course, that can still happen. It doesn't happen very often, but it, it definitely does. Like, if, you know, if, if someone, like, slipped through the cracks, you, you can definitely still get peered out while you're in the Q course. 
Um, but they're not as big on cutting guys in the Q course as Marsock is in ICC. Because my, my understanding is Marsock is still cutting guys pretty heavily in ITC versus right now, at least, there's like an 80, 85% pass, pass rate in the Q course, which that, that's not like official number. That's just something I was told um, by, by one of the guys here. But there's like an 85% pass rate. So most guys are passing the Q course once you make it through selection. Yeah, because I mean, if you kind of, I feel like if you make it through the selection, you're probably, you probably should be able to, you know, get through the next part. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how did you prepare for like, I guess like the end doc or I don't know what you what did you call it again? Special Forces Assessment Selection yeah, is like the official yeah. name for it. Uh, so for getting ready for SFAS, um. What what are you even I mean, doing it too? Because I've never heard of it before. Yeah, uh, I mean I can't like go into like too many details just because of like the NDAs we sign. Oh, um, okay. I, I mean like all this information is out there. I just don't like want to like personally say it like on a podcast. But you can find all the information out there. Right. Um, right. Like there's no like secret to it. Um, but like we do sign NDAs like covering what actually happens there. Uh, but for, for getting ready for it, um, like me personally, like I've always like sucked at cardio, you know, being a machine gunner, all we did was just go lift weights, get fucking huge in the gym. So that was like, you know, our thing. So then, it, uh, for being ready for selection, uh, it was just a lot of cardio, rucking and body weight workouts, which is really what you need. Um, cause it's, it's definitely like an endurance, uh, kind of game. Like, yeah, benching like a lot is great, but it's not going to help you in selection. So you need to be like heavy on endurance. Like the running there wasn't like all that bad, and we we didn't do like all that much running. It was mostly rucking. So just being good underweight, uh, being able to carry a fuck ton of weight. Um, because the the thing for uh, SFAS, you know, like you know, each selection process has like the different ways to like break guys. Again, the buds like just fucks you up in the ocean, gets you like wet and sandy. Um, Mark's like does like you know some of that you know with the pool like pool PTs, and then for the green berets, it is just just putting you under load. So there are ways of like breaking guys, uh, you know, more mentally. It is just like you're just carrying a, a fuck ton of weight. So being good at like carrying weight is ideal. Um, and then also. You're good at farmer's carries. Like, you know, have some good grip, grip strength because you'll be carrying a lot of shit. Um, and then land nav is definitely, like, something to be good good at. Um, but uh, they also teach land nav classes in selection. Like, those guys, like the Air Force guy that was there, never done, had done land nav in his life. You still, you still have to pass it. It's, it's considered, like, one of the more, it's one of the harder uh, land nav courses you can do in the military. It's pretty, pretty strenuous, but it's also very doable. Um, but uh, it's also like one of the highest things that guys fell out, fell out at, at. So the key for that is just sticking to the basics, um, and then just like not getting too cocky. Uh, like we did get to do some like uh, practice before we actually did the, the grade uh, evals. 
Um, and during, during one of the practices, I was getting a little too cocky just because I've always been like really good at land nav. Um, so, you know, I was just like cruising through, having a great time. And I got, I got lost. I was like, oh, fuck. And that definitely, like, that, that humbled me out real quick. Um, and, and fortunately, it was during practice. So then come uh, the actual evals, I was like paying like, much better attention and like sticking to the basics. But they'll teach classes there. They're like really, really good. So as long as you like pay attention, like you'll be able to pass. Um, but I think it's more about sticking to the basics and like you know, doing things right versus just like, you know, uh, I think the biggest killer was just guys just like just sending it and like, you know, just being too confident. Yeah, that definitely I can see that. How how much weight, uh, when you're talking about, like, they just put more weight on you, how much weight were you guys, like, carrying? And for, like, how far? Um, so, uh, for, like, just, like, the normal rugs, you're, you're, like, 45 pounds dry. So that's, that's dry. And then you add, you add Omaris, you add six, six quarts of water, you, you have your rubber, your, your rubber rubber ducky um and then like for different events you have some other stuff you'll be carrying as well um so like that weight like skyrockets up quick um distances can't really well one like uh, all 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 rucks and runs and and everything as selections unknown time unknown distance it's just like you know follow the designated route do the best you can uh so so I, i mean we all like pretty good guesses to like what distances are but like it's just it's all unknown time, unknown distance. Um, and then, um, and then during team week, uh, you'll do, you'll be carrying like a lot of, a lot of shit. So uh, I'm sure you've heard of down pilot. That, that's something I've always like heard of in the military is like, Oh, down pilot. Um, yeah. But it, yeah. So like d- doing stuff like that, you, your, your weight, your personal carrying can be over like, you know, I'd say like, maybe like 200 pounds ish or more on your back. Uh, but it, it's kind of hard to say, like they, they just give you shit. You have to carry it for a certain, certain time, certain distance. And then, um, yeah, can't, uh, yeah, I don't want to go too much on detail on that, but there also is a documentary, um, 14 weeks in hell or, or 14 days in hell. That that'll that'll give you a pretty good like insight to like some of the stuff in selection. Obviously, that was in the early two thousands, so things are are different now. Like it, selection's a lot longer, um, and it's just run differently. But that, that gives you like a it gives you a glimpse inside of some of the things to expect. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's like a lot. <laughs> um. Is there a lot of dudes like failing the uh, land nav? Because you said it was one of the one of the harder ones. Uh, yeah, uh, we lost quite a few guys to land nav. Uh, uh I want to say it was like maybe fifteen fifteen percent of our class we lost to land nav. Um, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. But but we lost quite a few guys. Um, to that. Um, oh, and, and also like being able to pass the army PFT day one, we, we dropped a lot of guys that showed up and filled the PFT the first day. 
which blows my mind why you'd go to selection, like not be able to pass the PFT, but we lost like a portion of the class to that. So, really? Yeah. I, I think we lost like, Yeah, I think we lost I don't know, like eleven percent of the class to the PFT. What the fuck? Day one. Yeah. So like that's a thing. You know, like like they're like uh, you know, big thing is just like form on push ups, form on sit ups, then running is just fucking running. It's two miles and then be able to do uh and then doing pull ups, but you're doing pull ups at the cadres cadence, so like up, down, you know, so it's you're just not banging through them. But still it's like it's not bad um a lot of guys just can't i'm not sure they they just like show it up which is like oh i'm just gonna like send it kind of attitude but you know like that's great but you still you know you still have to be in shape when you show up um and then be able to meet like the armor standard you know for me personally like i was just like hammering through push-ups before i went and then went there, like I went from like maxing out to being a lot lower, but you know, just cause like the, the, the form there is like, it, it's strict, but they're not dicks about it either. But you still, you know, you're going like all the way down you know, and then you have to get like full lockout, you know, when you're going up versus just like hammering through them. Huh? Yeah. So you can't, uh, you can't kip or anything in any of this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, they're they're definitely strict on form, but but they're also like not like huge dicks about it either. Um, but yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah, just have to do like quality form, you'll be fine. But which a lot of guys just weren't weren't prepared for. Right, right. And how many people were like, how many people did you guys start with? So we started um, over three hundred forty. Oh shit. Um, that's and we, oh, what the hell? yeah, we, yeah. So yeah, the classes here are big and then we ended with, um, less than 130 made it to the end. And then like only a certain amount of us. And then only like, uh, about a hundred of us ish got selected. Um, so, so the attrition is like pretty heavy, yeah. but it's also like, it's also like very doable to like not be a part of that. You know, it's just like, don't fill the PFT, like just pass all the gates, which, uh, you know, you just pass all, all the timed events. Um, you know, it, it's like not to, it, it sounds really bad when you hear like attrition rates of like 70%, but it's also like really easy to like not be in that 70%. Right. Uh, right. Um, and then how did you really like kind of or what did you bring any like special like gear with you to that kind of like helped you? Uh so well well for like the actual like sift gear, um the only thing I brought was my sleeping system and then I had to get everything issued here. Uh so I got like all army issued gear because everyone everyone has to have the same like shit. So like no one has like any kind of advantage with gear wise. Um, so I was using all army gear for, for it, but I was still wearing my Marine Corps camis. But for me personally, like, what was a big help was just moleskin. Like I, I moleskinned up my feet every single day, like before the start of the day. Um, and then that, they, that saved me like big time, which I didn't get blisters to like near the very, very end. Um, and, and a lot of guys were getting them like pretty early on. And then that kind of thing can just like with the kind of mileage you're putting on 
uh, I'd say we, we probably, yeah, we, you put a significant amount of mileage on your feet, um, in, in those, uh, in those three weeks. So just like taking care of your feet is a big thing. Buying really good socks. Like I bought like, uh, socks were like, that was like $30 a pair, like expensive as fuck, but it like, it saved my ass in the end just cause it, it, it had like the, the, the cushion, um, you know, to keep my feet from getting fucked up. So that, that's probably the biggest piece for me. And, and then the rest, it's all, all standard issue. Like everyone has the same shit. Huh. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know there's that many people. I, I thought it'd be a lot smaller of a number showing up. No. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the classes here are definitely like pretty huge. And, and then there's generally, um, there's generally about a dozen Marines per class. So there's definitely like guys that know about it, but they're all like, you know, in, in the recon circle, they're all like recon snipers or Marstock. Um, just like, you know, grunts really don't know about that, which, you know, uh, I feel like a lot more guys would be doing, you know, like you have all these like really solid, you know, corporal sergeants or just like infantry guys that are like, you know, doing well, but then like, you know, we're just kind of doing third to first muse now. Uh, or, you know, we're just like going heavy on muse. Um, and then like Marsock, uh, they're doing stuff. They're just not doing as much right now. Um, and so like, it's really a great place to be. Um, and then like my understanding is like, you know, the, the team, the team environment is like really, really good. Like they're, they're actually like, their own team that does their own shit. They're they're not really like touched by the big army versus like Marsock. You know, you still got to deal with like some of the big big Marine Corps bullshit. Um, so it, it's just like a really like really good environment to be be in a, in a great place to go if you know, if you want to like do any more time in your career. Right, right, and um, all that's like super interesting. I never knew like any of this kind of stuff because like i always heard about like oh you know green berets and all this other stuff but like i never really knew too much about what they really did or like what the pipeline kind of was like yeah but that that's pretty interesting i'm sure like that's that's kind of crazy seeing the whole other side of the of the military like just going to that sf uh i guess beginning to get into that sf community yeah, I, I like like already the quality of life has definitely improved. Uh, just like the barracks here are nice, like really nice. The the chow hall we have here is like a chow hall for the special warfare center school, and it's get, it gets its funding from SOCOM. So like you know, com- coming from like the Marine Corps chow halls like to this is just something I've never experienced. Like all like all the food's real, it's high quality. I mean, maybe, you know, that's not a big deal on the big scheme of things, but it, you know, definitely means a lot to me, you know, after like some of the stuff I've eaten in the Marine Corps. Right. Right. And that's kind of crazy too. Cause it's like this whole other side of the military where like dudes actually enjoy what they do and they have good food and they have, you know, good living conditions, but it's like, you know, it's like that fairy tale kind of land, but like you actually kind of like experiencing it, getting that like cool training and shit. Yeah. And, uh, also all the training you're doing is, is, it's all meaningful. It's all like, 
it's all like very, very like high quality training, you know, like leading to, you towards like the end of, end goal of being a green beret, uh, which, you know, I really enjoyed my time in the infantry. Um, like, you know, even though I only did like 31st Mew and then uh, did some other stuff um, like on the border, but um, I, I still enjoyed that, but then it got, it got really, really repetitive, you know, like we were just doing the same thing over and over, started running the same ranges over and over. And then like, there's no, like, like, like the end goal was just like going to Oki um, versus here. Like, you know, you're, you're constantly learning new stuff. And then like, you're actually learning new stuff, which for me personally, I really enjoy learning. Um, just getting to know, like, you know, just getting to learn new, new shit. And here there's, there's plenty of it. Um, you know, just make, making you a better person, making you into, into, into a better, like skill, uh, technically, tactically. Um, so it, it's just good, a good environment. And, and then just like the guys here, it's like, you really can't beat that. Like, you know, if you think of like the guys you had in your like platoon or like company that were just like really solid, and you're like, fuck, like, I really, like, I really want to be like that guy. Like, you know, he's what like all Marines should be like. It's kind of like having those guys, just a fuck ton of them all in one place. Um, it is how I would describe it. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially if that's like the kind of uh, people that you want to be around. You, I'm sure it like makes it even more like kind of, uh, I guess, meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's this whole like group effort towards like the same goal so, yeah yeah that's pretty that's pretty cool i was gonna say too um i guess we're at your stage of where you're at in training is everything starting to be i guess less like individual and more like team oriented or like i don't know uh so i'm still pretty like early on in the process i'm not like near the end yet um oh. but uh, yeah, yeah, it's still still mostly individual for me um, where I'm at in the course. Um, but well, like it, yeah, because you know you have to like learn your job um, and stuff. So yeah, it's still pretty on the like individual, just just learning my job, you know. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, that's pretty crazy too. Just uh, the whole. Uh... The whole thing, I can't even like really imagine what that would be like. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's doable, which I, I think really all it takes is just guys to like see it being done, and then like, oh shit, I can do that too, you know? Oh yeah, uh, definitely. People, you know, like you, you had like the one guy from your company go get selected at A and S, and like, oh shit, like it's actually achievable now, you know? And then right. you see a lot more guys go. It's kind of the same thing. It's just like. The grunts of the Marine Corps don't even know it's an option. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like that's a really common thing. We like hear about all these random things, and then like, it's like that exists. When yeah. did that exist? I'm like, why? Why did we not all know about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. That is all pretty crazy. Getting real food at the at the chow hall, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it, it's funny like how that shouldn't be like a big deal, but right. like how it is. 
you know <laughs> yeah dude like now i can you know like being out i cook you know my own food or i just go and eat somewhere and it's like i never eat shitty food anymore unless i like yeah. purposely eat shitty food dude, yeah it's like holy fuck yeah it's also like across the street from me so like i'm not having to walk like any distance like i just walk out of the barracks across the street and it's like the best food like i've had in a while and it's yeah dude that's insane i remember uh somebody i know was uh down in pensacola for whatever training he was doing for um his mos school yeah. he was telling me about uh about the uh, chow hall there and he's like dude it's literally amazing i got served steak today and not like cheap steak like really nice steak and oh my god uh he was sending me pictures and stuff i was like dude what the fuck yeah it, it's it's funny i like how how much that matters and i mean it really just like what that does for like morale you know yeah, honestly just like and, and quality of life you know like if you and you know if you enjoy like where, where you're at it just makes it all you know that much better yeah, exactly there's like, like some mold, mold yeah. growing in your barracks yeah exactly a mold covered uh barracks room with a fucking you know disgusting vents that haven't been cleaned since the barracks was built yeah. and um what else so laundry machines that violently shake and like leak water everywhere every morning the um let's see what else the the water questionable water <laughs> yeah the um what else was messed up about the bear with the no kitchen the part the lack of a kitchen yeah which i have an actual kitchen here like with the with the stove top and isn't oven that, isn't that weird cream. i literally thought yeah. to myself when i was uh getting my apartment for school i was like I'm about to have an actual kitchen. Like, there's a there's a kitchen in here with an oven and you know like, like a cooking counter and everything. Yeah. I was like, that shouldn't be like a impressive thing though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Yeah. At the same time though, like people I know that went to other units and they have those like super nice barracks now. They um. They were telling me like it kind of sucks because like the there isn't a catwalk so yeah everything's yeah everything's inside so it's more of like an apartment feel to it yeah yeah and they're kind of like yeah kind of kind of isn't it but oh, yeah like, like that uh I got to experience that the last couple uh or like the last year or so in the Marine Corps we got like the, the nicer barracks um we which. Like they don't compare to what I have now, but we're, we're like still like really, really good. Um, but the, the thing about that is like everyone's like inside their own like little like apartment rooms or whatever versus just like, you know, your room's so tiny. It's so shit. Everyone just like goes on the catwalk. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, it's always with the boys. I mean, I honestly like like I know our barracks is sucked, but like I really did like the catwalk. It was really yeah. fucking fun being able to go down and see like all your friends whenever the fuck you wanted to yeah that's definitely like the best part yeah like the best part of the marine corps experience i'd say or <laughs> just the military experience in general you just having the boys oh yeah dude it's definitely 
a very strange uh experience but with like the best people you'll ever meet <laughs> yeah oh yeah dude it's yeah. pretty crazy and just like doing like like shit like this like we're doing a podcast talking about like shit with veterans and like active duty and doing inner transfer stuff and like getting out and like just talking about like everything and like anything but like now yeah. now there's like i guess more of a voice to it as opposed to it just being like instagram you know yeah which i think sunlight did come out of the the whole uh, you know the whole covid19 thing is just more people got like in tune to like podcasts, things online, you yeah. just we're all being like forced to be stuck, you know, in our like homes or barracks rooms or whatever. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that played a big part of it. And I think that like really fed into like the whole like military meme community too, you know, because we were all just like, I mean, all we did was sit on our phones anyway, but it just like fed into it more, I think. Yeah, because it's like there's nothing else really to do. Like everybody's kind of like, like, that's kind of, it. you know, it kind of makes me wonder, like, how everything kind of works. Because it's like, there's so many people. Because I remember reading articles about um, some companies needing to open up more servers and stuff because the usage loads were so high that yeah. they, uh, they couldn't, like, maintain it without adding uh, more servers. Yeah. And um, that whole, like, like, all that just makes me wonder. It's like, how does all of that like tie in together those like massive massive networks and stuff so that it brings up amazon.com you know yeah it's kind of crazy yeah i don't know i'm just a rocket eater yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we both are but yeah dude it's it's like i don't know all kinds of stuff it's just all crazy it's weird yeah and then dude's getting like super uh tuned into like like other things like poetry or like uh music i know i knew one dude that was uh playing the electric guitar and it was crazy yeah. the stuff he could play he'd just be chilling out on the catwalk yeah and um yeah just like all kinds of stuff dude it's it's kind of crazy how creative people can be yeah just just force them into some downtime eventually they'll come up something to like entertain themselves and their friends oh yeah absolutely man well i don't know if you did you do anything like super weird with all this lockdown shit uh so like the, the whole like COVID thing that was like uh when i was you know doing the whole process for going to selection and originally i thought i was going to go like within like six months so i was always just a couple months away from going or like one or two months away from going and they like get pushed back but i was always like super close to it so i was like really heavy on like uh I, I I was meal prepping, you know, because the chow hall, whereas that just absolutely sucked. Uh, so I, I like I meal prepped all my food. I was just like working out a lot every day. Um, so I was like that was kind of like my main focus. Um, and, and and then just like you know just hanging out with the boys, like yeah, that, that was just like the main thing. I didn't like get into like anything like super productive long term, I guess. Uh, yeah. I really wish I would like maybe like start pl playing the piano or something like that, like learn some sort of skill. Dude, um, when um when the when this lockdown shit first happened with all of us, dude, we were we were outside in the quad making steaks every single day, dude. I'm not kidding you. 
Yeah. I still like there are restaurants and stuff that I've been to that have given me like super good steaks and shit. But like yeah. I don't know what it is, but the boys in the barracks for real can cook some of the best steaks. Yeah. It is it was insane the shit I tried. Um that my friends gave me. It was so good. Yeah. Uh had that going for a decent like decently long time like every single saturday night we we're always just just going down cooking steaks and that, that was like our thing for a pretty long while until like all the boys started and like leaving going to other units like doing other things oh by the way if you're listening to this and you cook out of the uh kilo company uh stoves that are like planted in the ground you don't. I'm pretty sure. Like I've heard this several times now. Like dudes pissing those things. Do not cook out of them. <laughs> 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 oh, dude. I know someone's like sitting there right now listening to this, like gagging on his food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. But um. Anyway, man. I think that kind of uh, brings us to about our uh, our time, man. I want to thank you so much yeah. for uh, coming and talking with me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks yeah, for having man. me on. Yeah, dude. Hopefully, this is uh, this gives some dudes insight into uh, into into all this if they decide to go to the army to try and try out for SF. Yeah, it's it's a great thing to do. I definitely, yeah, I'm maybe a little biased, but I definitely advise it. You know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Well, have a good night, dude. And to everybody else, have a good night. Thanks for listening.